This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To do very often, but it's uh, it's always nice to be here on a Sunday. We have uh, a completely different bunch of people from the ones that we uh, have every day on our weekday show. It's on from 3 to 5 on hd.com, 105.3 FM, hd.com. Uh, that's during the week. But here on the weekends, we're on the full force of the Big 870 WWL. And it's great to be here to talk about the restaurant scene around town, about the cooking you do at home, about the best dish you ever had in your life back uh, 20 years ago, uh, about restaurants that have not been open for 80 years ago. Believe it or not, that has happened on this program. A guy called me up once and said, you know, is so-and-so still good? And I said, well, it's pretty good if you can consider being closed for the last 60 years. <laughs> it was 60 at the time. You had to be there, I guess. Anyway, uh, that's what we talk about here. And we are so wide open to any sub-version uh, 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 of this. Subversion? No, there's no subversion here. Anyway, it's uh, it's a little bit different from everything but uh, the way we get a lot of our callers is uh, in answer to this uh, suggestion. And that is, even if you don't particularly have anything to talk about in, uh, that's in the uh, food and wine category, call me anyway with, with nothing on your mind. Trust me on this. Really, it has been working out very, very well on our weekday show, which needs a lot of help. Uh, but here on the weekends, it, even more so, we were really busy yesterday. We were here for three hours and just kept jumping the whole time. Anyway, here's the way it goes. Call me about anything at all or nothing at all so that when I finally put you on the air, you won't have anything to tell me. But I'll have things to ask you. Nothing, nothing horrible, nothing embarrassing, nothing uh, that you won't be happy about. And uh, that's a particularly good thing to do at the beginning of the program when we're just getting started and we're ready for uh, some calls. And uh, we'd love to hear from you at 260-1870. That's our telephone number, 260-1870. But uh, while we wait for the first uh, generation of people to give us a buzz and uh, talk about what's going on, I will ask you uh, about something else that was on my mind I just just raced back from Sunday brunch. I thought I had time to get it in, and I just barely did, I guess. But uh, up until that time, I, I was just, you know, had a million things running through my mind, and uh, it, it just uh, brought me to something that I remember very fondly from when I was a kid. You know, so many of our food and wine and other, well, I guess not the wine part, but the food and eating part of uh, growing up, are the, the dishes that your mother did or your father did, whoever did the cooking around your house. Back in my house, I was lucky enough uh, to have a mother who was really a good cook, and her family, um, she was one of 12 siblings, if you can imagine, uh, came from a Voiles parish 
in 1912, I think it was, or not long thereafter. Anyway, uh, and uh, they moved to New Orleans during World War One. I. I mean, <laughs> really going back a ways. And my mother uh, picked up along the way all of those uh, countryside French uh, recipes that she never had written down anywhere. It was just something she would make all the time, and everybody loved it. And uh, till the day she died, she still make uh, wonderful food. Always uh, nice to remember those times. But uh, one of the things that she did that really got under my father's skin was this. My mother made a really, really delicious roasted chicken. It's very simple. You put you put the seasoning on the outside. You take the whole chicken, you put it in the oven, you roast it. And then you take it out and you eat it. In this case, uh, my mother would uh, peel off all of the, peel out all of the bones and uh, some of the skin too, and then just put it on our plates and we would have some cranberry sauce with it, just like you'd have on Thanksgiving. But, uh, you know, if it's, if it's good, with, thir- with turkey, it's probably good with uh, chicken as well. And so we always had uh, we always had cranberry sauce uh, just on Sunday. But two other things we had were peas right out of the can, you know, green giant and all that, and uh, corn, just, you know, nice bright yellow corn again right out of the can. My mother wasn't real, real big on canned things, and she did uh, a tremendous percentage of her cooking was uh, with fresh ingredients. We lived right across the street from a little neighborhood grocery, which is the kind of place where everybody would go to buy everything in those days. And so she certainly had the access to the fresh product, but who wants to sit around uh, taking peas out of their hulls? You know, this is a really time-consuming, and it'll turn you into a, a... a moron, too, if I guess if you do it long enough. So anyway, my dad, he would sit down, and he would always say, peas and corn, peas and corn, every Sunday it's peas and corn. And uh, although he wasn't crazy about the idea, uh, I thought, well, you know, that sounds pretty good to me because I liked peas and I like corn, too, and I like chicken and I like the, you know, and as a matter of fact, I liked everything about that Sunday dinner. And then later on, many years later, I remember reading an article, or was it a comic strip? And it could have been either either one. And the people in it were talking about how when you get married, if you marry me, are you going to make me a nice uh, Sunday dinner with the chicken and the peas and the corn? Every How did they know? Did, were there lots and lots of people that had corn and peas and roast chicken every Sunday? Could that possibly exist any place other than... In my house, well, apparently it did. But when's the last time you had a, a chicken uh, or a, a chicken dinner, or I guess it could be darn near anything? My my sisters tell me that it was not chicken as much it was roast beef that uh, my mother made on Sundays. But the deal was <clears throat> it was a Sunday dinner at in midday. By the way, we we would not be eating this at six in the afternoon in the evening. We'd have it at noon. So uh, I thought that today, at least for a few minutes until we get tired of it, which might be already, uh, whether you grew up having a, a special Sunday dinner at your house, and if you're Italian, I'll bet the answer to that is yes, very enthusiastically, yes. And here's 
You even remember what you were served, weren't you? I'll bet you it was spaghetti and meatballs. Not just because there, are, you know, there there aren't any more Italian dishes besides spaghetti and meatballs, but because, uh, near as I can tell from any Italian family that's been here for a long time, the Italians, the Italian families that came to New Orleans mostly in the late 1800s. There were lots of them, and they pretty much took over the French Quarter. You could almost say that it was not the French Quarter anymore. It was the Italian Quarter now, and uh, that's the way it was. You can still see lots of evidence in the French Quarter. But uh, as a result of this, we had that whole heritage, and uh, that that makes life pretty pleasant, too. I mean, I the, the same people who would tell me, oh, yeah, we used to have uh, – Spaghetti and meatballs every Sunday come hell or high water, but then they would smile. And uh, the idea was, and was it good? So anyway, what I'm asking you, I guess, <clears throat> and and back there at the uh, control room, I have no way of knowing if anybody's on hold, so you have to tell me. Uh, t- give me a call and tell me went, uh, what uh, you ever did on Sunday and was it a, a big, nice Sunday dinner that you had every week, or is that just something a few lucky people had? 260-1870. And if you don't want to talk about that, though, but you do want to talk, call me and just tell me, well, uh, what's going on? And then we'll we'll get into it. Did you say somebody was there? Waverly. Waverly? That's a great name. Waverly, is that your first name or your last name? Oh, that's my first name. That's a, that's a wonderful name. I bet it, I bet you, you have a good signature you. too. Uh, fairly, fairly. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to our show. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm calling about a, an old restaurant in uh, Fat City called Crazy Johnny's. Ah, uh, who doesn't remember Crazy Johnny's during the years that they were open? Four dollars and ninety-five cents for a filet mignon, baked potato, and salad. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's the baked potatoes that I'm calling about. Yeah, they call yeah, them they, crazy potatoes. They kind potatoes. of chopped them up. Uh, I'm sorry. What did they say? They call them crazy <clears throat> potatoes. Crazy potatoes, right? They were sort yeah, of baked sure potatoes, but cut them. into chunks uh, or b- right. very thick slices. That's what I remember. Exactly. Exactly. What, what mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out is I've been searching the internet and I can't find the uh, the recipe for that. Uh, I don't know where you'd find it either, but I'm going to take a shot at it. What you do is you bake the potato first, but not to the extent after which you would eat it. So in other words, you, you want it to penetrate in there to the point where if you were to, say, stick a skewer in there or a fork in the middle, and then you take the fork out and hold it to your lips, it's, you're not going to burn yourself. Don't worry about it. Uh, and if it feels warm then you're there where we want, or if it's at least not cold. And once it hits that point, you take it out of the out of the oven, you let it cool down a bit, you know, about a half an hour or so. And then you slice it up, and then you drizzle it with uh, melted butter. And if you want to get some real action on this, some chopped garlic, maybe some chopped parsley. And then you put this back in a pan. You put it back in the oven, this time around five, let's say 400, 450 degrees. And you let it go until all the edges are starting to get pretty good dark brown, and you're even seeing some bubbling coming up from some of the from the, the, uh, the uh, uh, butter. And whether that is exactly the recipe, I have no way of knowing. 
but I'll bet you it comes out a lot like what you remember, because uh, I remember that being real good. Okay. All right. So well, we're going to yeah, try give that, that a roll. And if you uh, if you actually do it, uh, would you mind calling me again and telling me how it went? Because um, that's the way I would do it if I were trying to do it. All right. Well, we're going to try that, and uh, we will give you a call back. Good. Please do. Thank you very much for calling today. Thank you. This is the Food Show. Our t- telephone number is 260-1870, and I think we need a break here. We will uh, come back with more of it in a moment, but first, please, this. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I say the food show instead of the food show because there isn't another one like it. I really, uh, you know, go go look for one. See if you can find another program on anywhere in America that talks about nothing but eating and drinking and restaurants and cooking and all those things we talk about here every single day. Do you know I'm, I'm right now uh, getting towards the end of a uh, two-and-a-half-week stretch when I haven't even taken a day off from this program. Do you think I'm enthusiastic enough about it? You do. Thank you very much. Jason is here calling us from Slidell, I think. Jason? Hey, Tom. Hi there. Welcome to our show. Hey, man. I'm just praised. A lot of praise from the North Shore today. My family are over here. Mm. Look for a good Chinese buffet um, in Slidell um, that you recommend after the parades today. Hmm. Uh, finding a Chinese uh, restaurant is a little hard to begin with over there, but uh, finding one with a buffet, fortunately, is easy because just about all Chinese restaurants have buffets now, especially at lunchtime. Uh, the one I like dinner the best. Time, we're, we're going for dinner. Oh, you're going for dinner. Well, still, oftentimes there'll be uh, the buffet going on anyway. The, the buffets have become so popular in in uh, Chinese restaurants across America, that it's the exception rather than the rule to find it, or to not find it. Uh, there's a there's a place there. You know what? Let me. I'm I'm not going to remember the name of it just just because my memory is not too good. Uh, but there's there's one on Highway 11, right where Highway 11 kind of curves over to run right next to the railroad tracks, and there's a Chinese restaurant right there. And it's always been good, but the name of it eludes me. We can we're going to fix that in the next few minutes because somebody's going to call me and tell me the name of that place. Is that a buffet? I, I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, again, I tell you, certainly it is. I give you a hundred percent that it's doing it that way at lunch, at dinner. They probably are, but maybe not. But that's the only restaurant uh, you recommend. That that's the only one I know. Uh, again, I tell you, there are not. All that many Chinese restaurants in the in the Slidell area to begin with, uh, so it, it, this is one of those moments when we refer to one of the great resources of doing this radio show. We have a lot of people listening to us, and I'll bet you at least three of them will call in the next few minutes to tell us some other places. So uh, we'll get oh, that word I'll, out to you. Just I'll keep listening. I guess they're, they're the ones that pay the most money uh, because you don't give any reviews for people. Who oh die. gosh, where did you hear that? I, if if I had any money, you might have something, but uh, but no. Boy, that was a long time to waste on that. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and joining us over here on the Green Phone is uh, let's see, Sterling. Sterling, welcome. Hey Tom, how you doing, man? It's nice talking uh, to you. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. I'm gonna ask you. Uh, uh, do you know what a gallet is? What a what is? It's called a gallet. 
A galette. Oh, a galette. Yeah, a, a galette is, it, it's uh, half of the meaning comes from the fact that it's a kind of a cake or a, almost like a like a, a pancake more than anything else. But whenever you see something that's calling itself a galette, what you're about to get is something that looks a whole lot like a waffle. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and you can make these things out of <clears throat> the usual sweet stuff, but you could also make a galette with potatoes, which is often done, fairly often done as a side dish, or uh, as something like a crab uh, cake. Or, or okay. like a stuffed crab or something. You can make galettes of all of those things. Well, I can remember my, my mama cooking up. I can remember uh, my mama, uh, too. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I miss her. I miss her a lot. But, you know, she uh, uh, used to get a sorrel steak and uh, and uh, cut it up. And uh, we'd have yeah. uh, steak and gravy with a, a pan of biscuits and made with uh, self-rising flour, a little bit of buttermilk. Yeah. Cut, cut in a so little far. bit of cut in a little bit of shortening with her hands mm-hmm. and uh yeah. mix it up with three fingers and uh <laughs> whenever whenever it got to the right you're making biscuits there aren't you oh i can't yeah. make them like my mama though my, oh. my mine's got horn mine's got the horns and everything on top oh no kidding but uh but the yeah horns. no well well when i say that because i can't get them to pat down like she did mm. and she had you know she had the uh the the flour residue and stuff on her hands and yeah you know it's not like dumplings or you know it, you know even a galette she put that in the uh, black iron skillet yes that's often how how it was done yeah you know and, yeah. and flipped it over you know one side would be a little bit black and then the next side yeah. when it got ready it, yeah. it, you to, know it'd be brown yeah and to she put, put another four or five on out there and uh to put another spin and, on it it was a lot like hash brown potatoes. It's yes, certainly sir. very similar to that. Hey, listen, I'm, very good, uh, I'm, I'm creeping up on the news, but uh, thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. This is the Food Show. Hey, uh, we were talking a few minutes ago, um, a guy who proved to be an, a sholi uh, before we were finished with it, uh, was asking me about a place to get a buffet, in, uh, in a Chinese buffet in Slidell. And uh, even though he didn't really want the answer to that, I have the answer. It's called the uh, China King, and that's uh, that's there. There's another one I found too on my own, just looking through my database. The Yi Y E E Chinese restaurant. I've never been there, but I met a guy who uh, who is the executive chef of this extremely uh, uh, posh uh, hotel in Los Angeles. And uh, his name was Yi as well. So I don't know. It probably doesn't have any meaning at all, but uh, it crossed my mind. All right. Let's see. Where were we here? Uh, next coming up on our green phone is uh, Brian, I think. Brian, are you there? <coughs> oh, hey, Tom. Yeah, it's Brian in Mid-City. Um, How you doing? Come on in. A pleasure to talk to you again. I don't know if you remember I called last week. Um, my wife and I were – it was uh, Tuesday before last. We had been on our way to mm-hmm. uh, have the Italian and wound up trying uh, Brick Oven Cafe instead. Oh. Now, last Thursday on Valentine's Day, uh, we did we did go to Happy Italian. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we'd already seen the exterior. Um, you know, the atmosphere is, you know, kind of average for an American pizzeria, which uh, shouldn't yeah. let anybody – you know, don't 
no one should be fooled by that because the uh you know the food is uh truly amazing um we tried uh, as an appetizer uh we tried the pizza rolls and were very pleasantly surprised to see just how just how large they were and how they were handmade and and no two were different and uh they were delicious uh, whether you dip them in the uh in the marinara sauce or not um and then after that we did we did get the uh the 14 inch uh meat sauce pizza which oh, they you make got, in a you got the thing Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And they make it in the ten inch and the fourteen inch, which is the medium. And they say they don't make it in the large because of how heavy it is. Mm. Um, which it which it that was. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Now, one way to one way to describe it, you know, my wife said um, that it, it's kind of like a a, a huge cheeseburger pizza, in, in a way, you know, because of the, mm-hmm. you know, the, cheese, you know, cheese cheese is heavy and. You know the meat sauce is pretty, you know, seemed pretty rich and uh, really enjoyed the crust. It was crisp yet still, you know, very, you know, very chewy without being doughy. Um, so, you know, very, I would say, yeah, very impressive pizza that felt like uh, so much more than a meal. That uh, we, my wife brought home two slices. I brought home one slice, and uh, later on that evening we reheated it on a skillet. You know, getting the crust, uh, you know, even crispier, and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was still really, uh, you know, really delicious. Reheated later on at nighttime, so you know, we're we're so thrilled. We're definitely coming back, maybe even next week, and you know, try something different because we, uh, of course, we looked around at other tables and we saw some very impressive looking, uh, looking dishes. Yeah, uh, and you know he's got a lot of food on his menu that you would not expect to find in a little place like that, specializing in pizza. Because if you're in the mood to eat like a major seafood dinner, they can do it. They they bring in really good seafood there, mainly because the guy who owns it, the job he had before that was he he was with a a, a local a, a retail uh, seafood uh, outfit. And uh, and they just had great quality there, so he knows how to get the good fish and shellfish in there. So yeah, it's a it's a real sleeper. Uh, it's called, in case you uh, other people might not have ever heard of it, it's called just simply the uh, China. Wait a minute, what is it? It's China. Where did that come? The the Italian, the Happy Italian. That's it. It's on uh, Jefferson Highway, right across the street from St. Uh, St. Rita's Church, which is a very, very uh, pl- easy place to find. Yeah, I guess right. one, one thing one thing could be said is that it's it's a the restaurant has a disguise on visually oh. because it, yeah. you would expect food like that at a uh, a much different looking restaurant for sure. Yeah, 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 it's the kind of place that you would find in a small town in the middle of nowhere. That's what it looks like. But it's comfortable. The servers are very good. They get the job done, and the food is wonderful. I completely agree with you. So, great well, talking, nice talking to you again, Tom. My pleasure. Have a nice Thank evening. you. And in case you missed that again, it's the uh, Happy Italian, and it's on Jefferson Highway. And you can't miss St. Rita's uh, Church because it's this enormous church made mostly out of concrete. It's, it's really something. I know a lot about it because I graduated from grammar school there. 
And let's see, who is next? I think it might be uh, Chimley. Is that right? That is correct. Chimley. What? That's an interesting name, too. This is a good day for uh, interesting names. Uh, welcome <laughs> no, to our show. Let, let me kind of correct you on the, uh, the Chinese thing in Slidell. All China right, King tell me. is not a buffet. No? Okay. All right. I no, didn't think so. but. Uh, at dinner, at dinner, Chinese restaurants with buffets are not all that common. But at lunch, a lot of them are. So it's, uh, you know. Now, I don't know about the other, the, the heat place on, the other place you were talking about on yeah. Train, But they do have a Chinese buffet on Gauze. Oh, I yeah? I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it's, it's something dragging. <laughs> oh, well, it's, I don't know. I'll take a look and... I'll be darned. Something is dragging. Wait a minute. Let me pull this in here and get it. Okay, good. Everything's better. All right. Hello? Now, <laughs> yes. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Thank you. All right. Now, I have another question. Ask me. Pastrami. Mm-hmm. Where can I get pastrami, like, by the pound? Is that possible? Is Absolutely. That- you go to a go to a, a, a supermarket that has a major presence of uh, a, a real good meat market where they they hunt, they know how to cook everything they know how to slice everything and for my money that would be Dornex. Dornex would be the only place? No, no, that's not the only one but that would be my number one on the list. Uh, uh, imp, uh, the uh, uh, You know really Rouse's uh, has really good deli departments in all of the stores that I go to so I wouldn't hesitate to go there. And if you have a favorite supermarket around town that really carries, you know, a fair amount of fresh product, you shouldn't have a problem with that. I get it all the okay. time. We just about every every week, and when I go shopping, I bring home some chassisi ham or some uh, corned beef, and then pastrami is corned beef that's been smoked a little bit. That's the only real difference between the two things, and so uh, all kinds of other stuff. Pastrami is corned beef? Pastrami is corned beef, except that it's uh, smoked instead of just put out there. Corned beef is uh, cured, first of all, and then it's usually boiled. Sometimes it's baked. and then uh, But it doesn't get any smoking quality to it, and pastrami does have a, a touch of smoke flavor. All right, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I will surely try to rouse it. Yeah, that that was my my father. One of his favorite things to have is a, a pastrami poor boy. That he just he loved that. <laughs> so always good to hear about that. We will return with more of the food show in just a moment. After first, please. That's hello there. It's the food show. Let's uh, we've got a bunch of people on hold. Let's get going here. Tim, I have two people named Tim on hold, so let's pick the first one. And Tim, welcome to the food show. Am I the first? I would think so. Uh, if you, if <laughs> I can hear you and you can hear me, then we're all set. You're number okay. one, Tim. Yeah. I thought you might want to hear about a perhaps a negative Sunday night dinner instead. Oh, uh, this is this is regional, believe me, and it's uh-huh. not offensive. Uh, oh, good. While teaching in uh, the middle of the Midwest, mm-hmm. I was invited with a friend of mine to a Sunday night dinner. And we're both mm-hmm. from the South, and he had 
been actually a, a bellhop and uh, attendant at the cloister, you know, in Georgia and South Carolina there. And he knew good food and everything. So we go over to this art department's head's house and so on and so on. Well, salads, are, you know, can be pretty mediocre anywhere. So, we, okay, yeah. that was fine. However, the sliced ham was sliced ham again. You can't do too badly <laughs> by that. However... Yep. The the mashed potatoes came inexorably straight out of the box and were just <laughs> awful. And the thing that offended both of us the most, I guess, was the lima beans, which had been, I don't know, boiled poached in hot water with no seasoning whatsoever. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and they put all of that together, and luckily I did not, no, I only knew these people for maybe a year. My friend from Georgia had known them for 10 years and were good friends. He asked the hostess finally, and we had both been kind of just pushing our vittles around. He finally <laughs> said, uh, do you have any ketchup in the house? <laughs> and she said, yes, I do. And he said, well, would you mind bringing it? We brought it over. Well, he proceeded just to dump ketchup on everything. <laughs> After it was over, I asked him, what in the world did you, why did you do all that ketchup? He said, damn it, I was hungry. <laughs> and, and that was it. But, but this That's was, good. this was clearly in the middle of the Midwest. And it was, I'm sure, just a regional thing. And these people mm -hmm. had more things to do than to season their food at all, you know. Yeah, so, well, to, to give you a, just a, a quick um, uh comparison with that uh one time for reasons that are too complicated and boring to get into i i was in des moines iowa and i was uh, my car had broken down so i had to wait for it to get fixed and in the meantime i was going through the phone book to see if i could find any places to eat because i had no idea where anything was there uh and what i found was that even in all the ads, this, these are the ads that people paid for to get their restaurants, uh, you know, known by anybody. Uh, they would say chicken, steak, or uh, desserts, you know, and that would be it. Chicken, steak, or roast pork. And none of them said the best chicken or even the good chicken, they wouldn't take any claims for it at all. It was just chicken, steak, and salad, and take it or leave it. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you. This this is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice, and uh, let's talk to Mark. Mark, welcome. Hello, Tom. Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Come on in. Good. Thanks a lot. What color phone am I on? I'm thinking I'm on the brown. It's a maroon. A maroon color. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was close. Hey, are we still talking about favorite Sunday dinners? Yeah. You got one? Oh, man. I got so many things. First of all, we would have like, it would be like a seasonal kind of thing. So yeah. it, when it that's, was cold. That, that's the we, best thing yeah, we, you could possibly hear about that, to get things in season. Yeah. That's where it's all at. Well, it would be seasonal and heavy, you know, so like when it was cold, uh -huh. we'd have mashed potatoes with real potatoes, all that stuff. And I was a kid. My grandmother lived with us, and I would help her cook. It would, 
you know, nobody was in any hurry, you know, so you boil the potatoes and then I'd take them out and, you know, peel the skin off of them and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah. And then mix it up and then they give me the milk and then make it just like we liked it and then a little salt and pepper. So we would have that with green peas, the Lesieur Petit Pois peas. Those oh, were the yeah, ones that we yeah. really liked. Oh, man. It was so <laughs> that was all, also so, made by, by the Green Giant. Okay, well, but yeah. they're the little bitty ones. They're so good. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. uh, we would either have a baked chicken like you described, or we would have a big round roast. And so that would start off by searing it the whole bit, shelled pieces of garlic mm-hmm. in it, all that stuff cook it, come out, you'd have, I don't know how my grandmother made such great gravy, but there would be about a halfway up the Dutch oven would be this wonderful gravy. It wasn't, it was just perfect. So you put it on your potatoes and your peas and your meat and all that stuff. And that would be like the cold weather meal. That'd be one of them. Well, this is what grandmothers are for. Oh, to yeah. do things oh, well, like I that. learned a lot from yeah. her. Let me tell you. Oh, I bet I you learned did. a lot. I learned how to cook. I can cook. I love cooking. But then uh, in the summertime, often we would have fried chicken, and this was the real key. We'd have fried new potatoes where you take the little red potato, you uh-huh. boil them, parboil yep. them a little bit for like five minutes or whatever, That's take right. them back out, take the skin off, and then deep fat fry them. And then they come up, yep, and yep. they were the most perfect things. But here was the key, too, to that. You throw in a couple pats of butter, some parsley on top, sprinkle it with a little salt. Man, it was the ideal meal. I'm not Magic. kidding. And yeah, then another just... side dish we would have sometimes with the roast would be baked macaroni. You know, cook up. Oh, the, uh, you and my yeah, wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My wife, I think, uh, my wife, I think, w- uh, may have at our wedding reception had macaroni and cheese, oh, and this she'd was be so proud good. of it. Yeah, this yeah. was so good. You, 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 it would come out in the casserole. We, you know, you mm-hmm. cook the macaroni up, and then you put some milk and an egg in it, and you mix it all up a little bit, throw the cheese on it. But before she would do that, because I'd be so hungry, she'd give me a little macaroni, and then. Give me a little grated cheese on top of it so I could eat that before yeah. I ate lunch. I still eat that to this day. I Why not? That's like the most comfort food for me in the world. Spaghetti, you and a lot, of, whatever, you and a lot of other people, and we could go on and on for a while with this, but uh, unfortunately we've hit the box uh, or the clock on okay. food for uh, news, so we have to take a break. But uh, thank you for calling. Great story. Thank you for calling. And that's what grandmothers are for. I mean, that's really true. And then we'll be back with more of the food show after first. Please, this. Oh, gosh, we're getting close to the news, aren't we? Hmm. Do you think we have time to talk to Mark? Let's see. Or did did we already talk to him? Huh? Renee, Renee, welcome to the food show. Thank you for waiting. Hi. Hi. Um, I was calling in reference to the gentleman who called regarding... Um, Happy Italian. Yeah. There's another pizza place in Harahan that's really good and I think goes unnoticed a lot. It's called Oak yeah. Oven. Oh, we um, love the Oak Oven. Same neighborhood. Yep. Different kind of pizza. Um, we call it fancy pizza, but not just pizza. They have some really great specials. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do a lot of Italian classic dishes, uh, really. And uh, the, the three guys that started it were all Jesuit boys, so that's uh, that gives you a plus in my column. From a Rommel guy? No, 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 from a Jesuit guy. Oh, I thought you went to Rommel. I did go to Rummel after they threw me out of Jesuit, but I was in Jesuit for a long time. <laughs> um, I anyway, keep no secrets. We love Oak Oven, and um, there's rumor that it's moving to Metairie Road, which I hope. Oh, no, well, I don't know about that. But here, if I can take the last few seconds I have, can I tell you the stupidest thing I think I ever uh, said in my life was I was in there once talking to the guy that ran uh, ran the pizza place, and I said, so, uh, what kind of wood do you use in your oven? He said, well, oak. <laughs> I said, oh, gee. <laughs> well, listen, thank you. I've uh, run into the wall here. But uh, call back if you want to. Stay tuned Thanks. for the news and then more of the food show following that here on 105.3 FM and WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.